morning. He changed his name this morning. Certainly a very interesting Sunday school lesson. Some normal people living normal life, making normal decisions, and God taking those decisions for his plan and purpose. I was trying to think, was it a mistake that they went to Moab? And if it was, God still used it to his plan and purpose. Because if it was a mistake, then how would have Ruth came into the lineage? You all see that? Anybody want to guess what that is? Our world population, as of, it's already updated. I wrote 89, it was already 91 until I got done writing 89. So this week, it's projected that we'll reach the 8 billion mark. Now, I take their numbers on that. 4.3 people are born per second, 1.8 people die per second. So the growth of the population is roughly 2.8. They say that's not fair because there's still people being born and there's still people that die. And and when I looked at this, there was multiple different discrepancies. And when you're looking at numbers like that, it doesn't matter. It's a lot of people. But I was fascinated as I sat there and watched that calculator. If you, if you want to be amused, just Google world population calculator and sit there and just watch it. And then you start thinking about, I'm but one person of that number. And how does that make you feel? So as I was contemplating on what to share this morning, I was drawn to Psalms, and I thought I would share on Psalms 112, and it's the man who fears God, and then realizing that I can't even build on that without going back one Psalm to Psalms 111, and that's looking at the greatness of God. So that's where I invite you to turn this morning is Psalms 111. So think of God and His plan and His work and His interest in each one of us. And you take the world population that potentially could reach 8 billion this week, God has interest in each each person, each soul. Each of those people has an eternal, never-dying soul. That is a lot of people. Begin reading Psalms 111, verse 1. Praise ye the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart. In the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. The works of the Lord are great, sought out of all them that have pleasure therein. His work is honorable and glorious and is righteous and doeth forever. He hath made his wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious 
and full of compassion. He hath given meat unto them that fear him. He will ever be mindful of his covenant. He has showed his people the power of his work, of his works, that he may give them the heritage of the heathen. The works of his hands are verity and judgment. All his commandments are sure. They stand fast forever and ever and are done in truth and uprightness. He sent redemption unto his people. He hath commanded his covenant forever. Holy and reverend is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments. His praise endureth forever. The awesome God that we serve. As I understand here in this psalm, Psalm 111 and Psalm 112, these are written in an uh, acrostic format, and if it would be in Hebrew, we would understand it much better. It, u- it would use the first letter of each alphabet for its stanza. But in English, we don't get to see that, but we can still see that there's a flow to it. There's a little bit of a pattern. I find it for myself, it's easier when there's a pattern to memorize. Was that what, was that what David's intent here was when he penned this, these Psalms? So that we could memorize it to our heart? To dwell on the things that God had done for his people? Or was it to put music to? But I intend, I know that what the intention was with David that whatever it was, was meant to help us in our memory. We are called to praise the Lord. He directs us to that in the very first verse there. Praise ye the Lord. We're to praise the Lord with our whole heart. Not with a half, not with an eighth. Not with hypocrisy. But having a genuine heart seeking God. Praise ye the Lord with our whole heart. A quote from A.W. Tozer. The wildest thing in the universe is not space. It is the potential capacity of a human heart. Being made in the image of God, it is capable of almost unlimited extensions in all directions. Turn in your Zion's praises to song number 20. Give thanks to God. Song number 20, your Zion's praises. Give thanks to God I will make my acknowledgement of him 
and give him thanks for the displays which he hath made of his wisdom and power and goodness. This praise is not only made with my lips or with some slight affection of my mind, but with all my heart and my soul. That is where this praise, praise ye the Lord for what he has done. This is where this has to well up from. It has to bubble, come forth. I think too it's interesting how David talks about being in the assembly, gathered with people, those that are upright in the congregation, surrounding himself with those who think godly thoughts and praise God. I get a picture that David enjoyed being around godly people and enjoyed being gathered together with those that want to worship the Lord. It's not about having a private worship or a gathering of people that I can get along with, but it's about gathering with the people of God. Instead, his focus is on God. And I believe the value that each person brings into my life is there to help mold and shape, direct, challenge, lead. You really want to know who you are? Surround yourself with critics. I believe that was Abraham Lincoln's model when he was president. He wasn't interested in those that were going to butter him up, talk nice about him. He wanted to know the reality. He wanted iron that sharpened iron. He wanted to know what meant, what it really meant. Not saying that we need to be with people all the time that we don't get along with. But take it as a challenge. Sometimes there's people that we tend to struggle getting along with. Thank the Lord for them. Maybe that's getting off the side a little bit. But I enjoy, I, I get the picture that David enjoyed gathering together to worship and to be challenged and to draw his heart to God in praise. First couple of verses talk about God's works. What works are they talking about? There in Psalms 111. Speaks of God's works being great. God's works being honorable and glorious. And His works being wonderful. Is David reflecting back to his people being free from Egypt? The Exodus, if you look through this psalm, there's different phrases and different references that I think portray that. The reference of God's grace and mercy in verse 4. 
remind us of God's grace that he had to the children as they were being freed from the bondage of Pharaoh. God met with Moses, gave him the commandments, showed himself to Moses in the hollow of the rock. Talks about the commandments. Verse 9 speaks of the redemption. Verse 7 talks about the giving of the commandments. Verse 5 talks about the provision of food that was provided for the children of Israel. Verse 6 talks about the inheritance of the promised land that they would receive. You know, we have that same inheritance as well if we follow in obedience to God. A land where we will live forever. There are mansions being prepared for each one of us that follow the Lord. Jesus told his disciples when he was leaving, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I go to prepare a place for you. Turn in your Zion's praises to 606. 606. Eternity. This is where the bass lead out. So bass, give it all you got. There is a We are not only to remember his wonderful works and the things that he has done in the past, we are to remember them. But if you look in these verses, there's five forevers. Did you see them? Verse 3, his righteousness endures forever. Verse 5, he remembers his covenant. Forever. Verse 8. His precepts are established forever. Verse 9. He commands His covenant forever. Verse 10. His praise endures forever. Those are the five forevers. Pointing us to something in the future that will last. It's something that we can take to the bank and we can deposit and we can count on it. This reminds us that there is greater work yet to come. These works we also do well to remember and study with delight. Do you remember Do you remember how he, Jesus, disarmed the principalities of powers, came through as a carpenter and hung on a tree? How he conquered the kingdoms of darkness with fishermen 
and tax collectors. Those that weren't so well to do. How he still protects his people from the death angel by having an escape plan of the lamb's blood applied to the door. How he built a glory tent out of people, a human tent built with living stones. It's not just from here or a certain tribe, but it's from every tribe, every tongue, every nation. Great are the works of God. I believe when we get to heaven and we see all the different stripes, colors, and nationalities, it will be a rainbow that will be very beautiful. And we will call it God's work, God's great work. God gives us the strength to live the life that He has given us. Turn in your Zion's praises to number 10. God of our strength and throne above. God of our strength and throne. Looking at the last verse, verse 10, mentions the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A person whose faith results in wisdom and understanding will be able to praise God through the thick and the thin. When life throws uncertainty, Curveballs. Our faith in Christ, in God, with wisdom, will help us to understand. We may not totally understand everything, but it's with confidence that we can know that there is someone that does understand. A good understanding. having all those who do His commandments, the more we strive by God's Spirit to obey His commandments, the more I believe we can understand His Word. Wisdom does not happen by chance, but wisdom needs to be sought after. It needs to be a priority. We are to seek it, and we are to seek it above all else. You can find that in Proverbs three, thirteen. In Proverbs 16, 16. 
It's not until our heart is in a right relationship with God that we are that we are able to understand that wisdom, that wisdom that comes from heaven. Turn with me to James chapter three. Verse 13 through 18, James chapter 3. Who is a wise man, endured with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. But if ye have bitter envy and strife in your heart, glory not, and lie not against the truth. This wisdom that descendeth, not from above, but is earthly, and sensual, and devilish, devilish, for where envy and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. Was that your verse, Landon? I thought so. Didn't hit me till just now when I was reading it. The wisdom that comes from God. What an awesome God we serve. I want to close with a poem. It's called God's Side by Patricia. Fleming goes like this. This was published in April 28, 2021, so it's not real old. I do my very best each day, though some days prove worse than others. I'm everywhere I'm needed. No need more crucial than another. I'm there to calm each worry I'm drenched by every tear. I bear the weight of every heartache, and I'll defend against each fear. I take the hand of those who have to go and walk beside them to the gates and sit vigil by the bedsides of all those who suffer still in wait. I wrap my arms around those weary souls who lay sleepless through the night, so laden by their anguished sadness They've lost their will to live this life. I whispered words of strength and tenderness to give them hope again and fill their hearts with all my love to help those souls to mend. I have so many more dependent on me, but I have endless love to share. I can sit and comfort you alone and still be everywhere. But how the devil works against me as he welds his momentous hand he sets his sights on all those who fragile souls and preys upon the sinful man. I feel how angry and betrayed you feel when the devil seems to rise, convincing you that I don't care and I no longer by your side. But I will always take you, take your deepest pain and carry it for you. Even time that you give up on me, I won't give up on you. I know this life can be so wearisome and the losses can be great, but I will never leave you on your own 
or your faith is or your faith in me forsake. I watch you every second and I see everything you do. And what a wondrous wondrous sight you are to see when seeing from my point of view. We are in the fight together, and there is nothing we can do. As long as you stand firmly by my side, and I stand steadfast by you too.